Live from the Huntington Hilltop. Coming to you from rust and test in the state of disrepair. The Huntington Hilltop Watchtower. I am Brian Black. In the morning, Nathan Penetration. In the morning. Hopefully the booming sound of the movie theater below me doesn't make too much noise. <laughs> it's, it's, did you figure that out? Is that where your apartment's on top of? No, there's people there. below me that oh. are... Uh, it's the first time I've actually heard my neighbors besides footsteps. Like dogs, other music and stuff I don't hear. Just the thousand watt subwoofer below me. Gotta get some wooden clogs and just walk around <laughs> your kitchen stomping your feet. Yes. I should have a pair of clogs. And then you can, because uh, it's almost Oktoberfest, just put on a later hosen and if they come knocking your door, be like, what? Celebrating Oktoberfest. Okay. Dutch, German... I'm doing the squinty eye thing. You just can't see it through the internet. <laughs> you got a sound, sound effect for that? Germans too. wear clogs too. No, they don't. Internet! They do. Internet! No, like the don't. Swiss Alps? Yeah, they do. Swiss you want to well consult the, the book of knowledge here? Okay, German clogs. Good you look that up. I'm going to talk about this beer. I haven't had a beer on the show. Uh, I think I said that a couple of months ago, so it's been a couple of months, and I'm just drinking Heineken. Sounds good. It's good beer. It's as good as I remember. Crisp, refreshing. Hopefully it's not light struck. The top of this tastes pretty skunky. Good. In a good way. I'm drinking some Bombay Sapphire right now. It's a good product if you like gin. Yeah, that is. So what was the result of that? Result of what? Did you consult the book of knowledge? Yeah. Look up German clogs and there's like a million images. C-L-O-G-S, right? Uh, often associated with whole foot style clumpen from the Netherlands. It says they're Dutch, Belgian... English clogs. Top half is leather. It says Danish, German, Dutch, Belgian, and clogs from Northwest France look quite similar. I think it's just a Western European thing. Fuck. Yeah. There's overshoes type of clogs with leather that are German. Oh, this is a reconstruction from the Middle Ages. Maybe the wooden ones are Dutch, but Clogs in general are Western European. Crazy. I can imagine wood would be very comfortable to wear. It'll make sure that nobody lives below you. <laughs> huh. Today I learned. I also learned something else. Did you read that story about um, Amazon, Apple, and a couple other companies? Getting their super micro servers hacked. Well, I knew about that from when we talked about it on our prior show, where it was. But that like was the, a software uh, thing. It was IPMI chip, right? On this current story that I'm referencing, there was a little tiny hardware implant that was, I guess, set up to control. Um, it says BMC, so I'm assuming that's the IPMI chip chip that controls the chip what's it called bmc 
Yeah. Bravo, Mike, Charlie. Um, that's part. That's like yeah, or something on the motherboard. So. It's part of it. when when you search that, the first thing that comes up is IPMI. Yeah. And that's the. I don't know the details of it, but it, in general, the super micro ones that I've used, they have a. You have to use some shitty Java thing to connect to it if you want to stream the screen. Um, it's always out of date. It runs an old version of BusyBox, which means its version of SSH is vulnerable. The Bash shell on there is vulnerable. Everything on it's vulnerable. So you don't expose it to the internet. Unless you want to get pounded in the ass by the Chinese. So that's what's happened, but with a hardware implant, so there's no avoiding it. And that happened to a couple of companies that all deny it because China is a single party country and businesses cannot separate themselves from the one and only party. Right. If a U.S. or any foreign company wants to do business in China, they have to have a majority of the staff, I guess, be Chinese. They have to make a separate business in China that is run by Chinese, not by your own people. Yep, and Google and Apple are sucking that dick. Yeah. If they could have it their way, they would move everything over there. Well, maybe. If um, Hillary was president right now, they would be nothing stopping them from doing that. Um, There's other forces at work here that we just shouldn't discuss on the show. I'll tell you after. Um, so I've got a list here of the other shit that companies have to do working in China. I lost it though. Well, the the funny thing that I found on Slashdot was there's this story about China infiltrating Apple, Amazon, it says others. Um, the first comment, the subtitle or the, the title of the comment is ever get tired of being Wong? <laughs> being W-O-N-G? Yes. <laughs> Speaking of the Chinese, how were the Chinese uh, in Hawaii? Because you went there recently. It was all Japanese when I was there. Okay. That's the usual Japanese. That You didn't have a bunch of Chinese, like, inches from your back, basically touching your ass, pushing you in line? They kind of just walk in a certain direction, and then everyone else in their way be damned. It's like everyone else has to just kind of stop and let them go. When I was driving around in that little Italian faggot shitbox <laughs> through, uh, <laughs> through Honolulu, oh, there were numerous times where it, this it would be a couple. It would always be a, a guy, a man and a woman in their like late 20s or early 30s, and they would just fucking walk out in the street. They wouldn't even look. It's just like, fuck yeah, you're you dealing and everyone else around you. Native Hawaiians, and that's how every beach community is. They walk no, out these, into the street. These people were clearly Japanese tourists or Chinese. Like they, it's the way they dress. They did not look local. They were wearing like designer shit. It was really obvious, and I think in like China and Japan and those super population dense countries, there's more pedestrians than there are cars. So they just there's this expectation that everyone just stops for you, like your head has to be on a swivel because they'll dart out at any time. Um. Either that or they have a death wish. I don't know. But there was a lot of that. Um, 
there were I would say it was like 85% Japanese tourists like in Honolulu. They were everywhere. Um and it makes sense cuz that's the halfway point between here and the mainland. Um had a couple of Uber drivers that were Japanese nationals that were in one of them was in Honolulu for learning English. Like, I guess it's a temporary residence for him. So he works Uber on the side. And then another one, I don't know what, I remember what he said he did, but he was from, uh, I don't remember what part of, of Japan it was. It wasn't Tokyo. One was from Tokyo and the other was from part of Japan. I can't remember what it was. Started with an M, I think. Um, so they tour there's a lot of japanese tourism there's a lot of japanese nationals that are living there on visas and uh there's probably transplants like ones that just like move there and like just yeah there's actually a lot of japanese that in order to survive being kidnapped and taken to an internment camp they had to burn all of their family photos that proved that they're mm. Japanese and pretend to be Hawaiian because nobody could tell the difference. That's interesting. Not beyond a reasonable doubt, at least. Well, Polynesians look a lot different than Japanese, but there's a lot of like second and third generation Polynesians who have like Japanese ancestry, like somewhere along the line, they, their parents were half Japanese and half Polynesian. So over a span of like a hundred years, that probably, you know, makes you look similar to everyone else in regards to being Japanese or Polynesian. Um, yeah, and if there's no records, you really have only the neighbors to go off of. Right. But, um, yeah, Oahu is an interesting island. It's It's got a lot more going for it than Maui does. Um, there's, it's a lot more population dense, like the whole island, like even the rural parts, there's houses everywhere. Um, it, it felt, I don't know, it, in some areas it felt kind of like you're driving around in LA, like some parts of Honolulu, but not like, not like bad, bad, like this kind of like the Chinatown area of Honolulu looks like the, exactly like the Chinatown of LA. Um, makes you wonder how much of that is influenced by actual people coming from China or just the fact that there's Chinatowns all over the West Coast in the United States. And a lot of those people probably, you know, either go back and forth from wherever Washington, California or to, to Oahu, or maybe they moved there from California or Washington. There's no way to really know. But one thing I do like a lot about Oahu is there's a ton of Japanese food and I love Japanese food. There was none in Maui. I remember when we were in Maui, it was like you, you, all that there was that was open past like 9 PM was like burger joints in like, obscure bars like that one we went to that looked like it was in an office building yeah the guys the guys in the bathroom were selling drugs 
Oh, that was at the Tiki Lounge for Alan's, uh, I think it was his bachelor party. Makeshift one that we had, like, the night before the wedding. Yeah, so what was the other bar? That one was the one that we went to after the road to Hana. Like, when we stopped in there, and it was, like, the only place open, and it looked like it was in an Irvine business complex. Oh, yeah! It was yeah, really you weird walk and into a place. A, you drive into an office park, and then you go into an office building in the middle of the night and yeah. wait in the, like the the big opening lobby. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. Nothing like that in Oahu from what I could tell. Um Waikiki's kind of like the Vegas strip a little bit. There's like street performers and shit. It's just not as dirty. No prostitution or no soliciting, I mean. Um yeah, I don't know. I liked it a lot. I don't know what Alan's talking about. It's not as bad as he was making it seem like it was. Um, apparently, he's never been to Seattle. Because, yeah, Seattle, I've been there twice now. It has its charm, but it's really like... Everything is just like... It's like the worst aspects of LA. Like the traffic, everything's under construction... The sky is gray and dirty. It's just like it feels like dirty everywhere you walk around there. I guess San Francisco is that way too. But and then you go over to Bellevue, which is like a 20 minute drive away, and it looks like you're in a completely different place. So I think it's just localized to the city area in, in Seattle. It's like it's just I'm not a fan of it. It's good. It's a good city to walk around in. It's a good walking city, but driving, it's one of the worst I've ever been in. Worse than San Francisco. Um, if you were to go there, I would recommend going like not when I went last time in February because it was balls freezing cold out and it was like the wind chill coming off the sound there. You just you feel like you're freezing as you're walking around in broad daylight. Um, probably like right now would be a good time to go because it won't be humid. It'll be stop being humid going into like mid-October. But um, I'm getting some background noise on your end. It's like really... It's the fan and the fucking movie theater. Okay, it's, it's not going to come to the noise gate. It sounds bassy. Yeah. Um, There's apparently an action scene going on. It's not going <laughs> to make it in, in <laughs> past the noise gate, so we're referencing something that nobody can hear. Hopefully. I'm looking I at went, the noise gate right now. I went to the uh, Bukaki Udon place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Did you get and it? We were we were in line with this couple from Minnesota, and we were talking to them, because that place has a huge line. It's like a kind of like a cafeteria style, how you go through it. And we're talking to this couple in Minnesota, and they were coming there for their second night in a row, and the girl's like, I tried the other night. I think it's called the Bukaki. <laughs> and she yeah. had no clue she had no clue what the re- like the reference was she was like it was really good and like what about the the guy the guy i don't know he was just kind of quiet what i think he was for- i think he was a foreigner i think he was like it seemed like he met her there like halfway or something or they were both on vacation separately and they met up and then they were just going out to dinner because he had like a thick European accent. I, I couldn't tell where it was from. 
I want to say it was Eastern European sounding. And Boris didn't know what... Uh, Boris. <laughs> he didn't... Okay, I guess it's a different word in, uh, in Russian. Yeah. Or whatever he spoke. The girl was from Minnesota, I know that. So I don't know where he was from originally. But uh, yeah, that place was really good. Big difference between men and women right there. <laughs> They'll try something called the Pukake Udon. <laughs> I think all I have to do is just look at you and like I, I see the recognition in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was originally that, that I think that word was hijacked uh, by porn. I think because I think oh, it means like, everything. That's what it means like. Well, we it's, can consult the book of knowledge, but I don't think you're going to get anything besides image results. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to find girls with cum-glazed faces in every photo. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> the internet's wonderful. Yes, it is. Let's look at the uh, idiot sheet here. What's your uh, your opinion of this purple back support thing? A, well, first, I should set this up with, there's a company called Purple that creates a mattress with this weird honeycomb-shaped rubbery stuff that works. I actually have, I have one of their mattresses. I never mentioned it on the show. Hmm. How does it compare to your prior mattress? Well, my other one was shit. So you don't have back pain or anything anymore? No, my back pain is, uh, like, stress or something, where I'm bending in a weird position when I sleep. So stiffness. Yeah. Yeah, I have lots of stiffness. I have to or try to consciously relax before going to bed, and then I'm fine. Otherwise, I'll wake up crooked, and that's what's causing my back pain. I can't really even sleep on my sides anymore because I get rib pain. Like, just the pressure on my ribs. It sucks. Like, I have to sleep on my back. Huh. And I'm on a new mattress, so it's not... I mean, newer, it's a year old now, but I know it's not the mattress. It's because I've got scoliosis. I know that's the reason. Um, so, yeah, I bought this purple back support. It's a lumbar support. Uh, it's nice. I've had some other ones like memory foam ones. I like how this one, you feels like you can sink more into it. It's kind of more spongy. Uh, you don't feel it as much like you, it's less apparent that you actually have it there. I'm trying to look it up right now while you're talking about it. But yeah, it's, it's a good product so far. I like it. All products. I wonder if they discontinued it. Discontinued what? The lumbar support. It was on Amazon, so I don't I doubt they did. Oh, I see it. Purple back cushion. Yeah, I have the royal purple, and then with the mattress, I receive two of the simple purple cushions. They just throw those in. They always have some kind of promotion, or generally, they have some kind of promotion associated with the uh, purchase of a mattress. Sometimes it's sheets, sometimes it's cushions. Huh. So, do you use the pillow, the purple pillows, too? I do. I can't recommend it. 
Seems like that'd be weird resting your head on that. It's weird because it weighs 10 fucking pounds. Oh, I'm sure. It's like super dense. So it, it's like a rubbery material that has this. Imagine a waffle. That's what my pillow is. It's a big fucking waffle with deep crevices that you could pour all that Aunt Jemima syrup in. <laughs> but it's wrapped in, uh, in fabric. But that's what the pillow is. And when you lay on it, the structure of that kind of collapses in the spots that cause pressure. So you don't feel any pressure. But you don't feel that with any other pillow either. The problem with this 10 fucking pound pillow is you can't rest it up against something. So if you ever like to lean up against your bed rest, your uh, whatever it's called, or the wall, you can't with this pillow because the pillow falls over. It's basically a, it's made of dildo material. Yeah. That's essentially it what it's like made it's out of. Silicone, yeah. Yeah. It's a big waffle made of cyber skin. <laughs> It's like they melted down a bunch of sex dolls and they extruded it into this pillow. And it's good in the sense that it's always the same shape and it never gets hot. But a lot of other pillows have that similar property or or e even if there is another pillow that shares those similar properties, it will end up collapsing at the end of, I don't know, a year and a half, two years. You'll have to buy a new one. But it'll be a fraction of the price of whatever I paid. I would think the pillow would last the longest because your head is the least amount of weight being put on that versus like the it's a bunch of dildo one. rubber. It doesn't. I don't think. Are it you can like wear out. breathing in that those fumes? It does smell the first time you start to use it. It doesn't huh. smell after that. Now it just smells like my drool and sweat, <laughs> and the fact that you can't pick it up and and move it around. Also, you can't really flip it over because the other side has an even greater waffly side. Huh. Like the top part is is a waffle, and the bottom part is bulgogi. <laughs> just have a, a bunch pillow of fight with that thing, you kill someone. <laughs> uh, you would Do suffocate you have, them. They have the original purple mattress and the all new purple mattress. Which one is yours? The new one. Purple too. Okay. Oh, so it has coils still. Yeah, that's the funny thing about the new one. It has coils and they talk shit about foam. And the first one is foam. It's like mostly foam. Really, Foam is shit. It doesn't last. Their quote-unquote technology is only the first one to three inches. Huh. That's where the waffle is. The rest of it's just a fucking mattress. Interesting. But my ass feels great sitting on these cushions. I'll probably get the cushions or one of them at some point. The Royals, you might as well buy the Ultimate for 20 bucks more because the Royals like 90. But the Ultimate is really big. So if you have one of those big ass comfy office chairs, that'll work. But if you have like a little tiny Ikea chair for like a child's computer desk like I have... <laughs> then you have to get the smaller royal. Okay. So I could bring the ultimate purple cushion to work, but I 
think it would hang off the edges on my weak ass chair at work at home. Yeah, I don't other, know what size would fit in my chair. The other nice thing about like the simple one or the portable one, they're lighter and almost stiffer. So you can toss them and carry them around and like throw it on the ground. And then like if you're sitting on the ground assembling a desk or something, it feels really good. A lot better than hard floor. Simply is 59. It looks like it's a step down from the one you have in the Royal. Yep. It's definitely more rigid and easier to transport. The purple Same. Royal is all floppy. Oh, it's, it's yeah, it's smaller, 1.25 inches. But it's, it's heavy. Hmm. And very floppy. I wouldn't put them in your car. I mean, I guess you could, but I think it would raise you up too much. Also, you can't in California during the summer because if it goes over 100 and like very limited temperature range, it will melt and stick together. Ew. Yep. It is very melty dildo rubber. You don't want it in your car. I don't think they would like me calling it that. <laughs> dildo rubber. But I could stop calling it that if you if if you go to bringyourwallet.com slash donate. Let's see. Insurgency Sandstorm. You had a problem with the vaporware game that isn't officially released yet? You want to return it already? It's the optimization is just garbage. There so was you got, like you got wrecked. There was like one map that it ran decently, and the rest of them just ran horrible. There's a new video card that could help you with that now. Isn't there a 2080? Yeah. I'm not going to spend $1,200 to play that game. Yeah. You can get GeForce now. Stream it over a NVIDIA P3 with yeah. 20 millisecond latency on your mouse. <laughs> so everything's delayed and you always miss. Uh, I, that's I'll pass. I'm good. I'm going to ride out this 970 that I've got for a little bit longer and then maybe when they have when the crypto stuff you know dies down a little bit it kind of has already but enough to the point where you can get like a 1080 marked down on clearance then that's probably when I'll buy a new card I have a mild rant to go on about what about Dreamhost <laughs> they've retired dream objects on the west coast and decided they're going to put it all right across the street from the nsa and put it in well across a state line i guess and put it across the street from uh, the nsa in virginia and um oh by the way they're deleting everything on the west coast and it's technically past the deadline. And they said they weren't. Oh, and you ha you're supposed to migrate all your data yourself. But then later, they emailed me to tell me that they were going to migrate it with their migration bot. Anyway, I migrated it and deleted stuff. But I had to go through all this trouble of getting stuff off the West Coast because they're actually eliminating a whole coast of their service. Obviously, that's to reduce the cost so they can be more competitive. But because... Any service that you, like if you rent uh, Amazon server time on the West Coast, 
if you pick California, that's the most expensive. Their servers were in Irvine. So that would be really expensive server space. Yeah. But my point is, their fucking service is down all the time, so I can't even use it to distribute the show at a lower rate than S3, Amazon's services. And so it's unreliable, and they're forcing me to migrate to another server without doing it transparently for me. I've never had to do that on S3 or any other service. So, so what's I don't the recommend them. What's the recourse? Just put it all on S3. I started using Backblaze B2, which is really cheap. But is that, is it, um, it's costing you more money to go with Amazon, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's shitty then. But if I don't have to deal with this bullshit, it's worth it. I just put it in one of their inexpensive regions, Ohio or or Virginia, and then put it as, mark it as reduced redundancy. Huh. And then it would be closer to the cost effectiveness. And then I have more permissions and stuff. I can make it so that the information on those S3 buckets is encrypted and only decrypt decryptable and readable within a certain uh, EC2 VPC. So basically a virtual firewall with servers inside. Only those servers can read it. Hmm. Um, okay. uh, I was going to rant about the uh, Unify, at least the Switch, the one that I bought and returned. Yeah. RTFM, noob. Well, here's the thing, though. If you look up online anything about either the AC light, which is the access point I have, or the G3 camera, both of them say that they support 802.3AF. It turns out that 802.3AF is a separate, whatever they need to, to enable that on those devices is a separate component that they didn't have installed on the version of the AC light and G3 camera that I have. Because they did that, I guess they made the change earlier this year. It was either late last year or earlier this year. And I bought both of those devices over two years ago. Oh. So their Switch 8, their 60 watt switch with the four points of PoE, I wanted to power both of those devices with it. But because my camera, I didn't know, and my uh, access point only support 24 volt PoE, passive PoE, uh, I'm screwed. I either have to buy little adapters that cost $25 a piece or I have to pony up and get the 150 watt version of the switch, uh, Unify switch, which I believe is still an eight port, but it's 150 watt and it's way thicker and bigger and it costs like $220. So it's over twice the price as well. Or actually, no, it's right about twice the price. So it's just not worth it for me to do that. I mean, I might as well get the 16 port which also does a 24-volt passive PoE for $60 more. But I don't have the space for it because that's an actual full rack mount size for the 16. 
and I only have space to put an A port on my desk as it is. So I'm just going to wait until I move and then I'll probably go with the 16 and then I could get it all done right. There's no way in hell I'm going to buy those little converters. Cause I also heard that those converters can overwork your switch and cause it to overheat. Because there's people that reported having the... Because uh, the Switch 8 already runs really hot as it is. I mean, all their equipment runs hot, but the Switch 8 specifically... Yeah. what's the deal with that? It, it is really odd that it's... They don't really have good thermal design, I guess. Like, the heat it's, dissipation isn't efficient enough. It's like they're trying to start a fire. It's really hot. What if it's planned obsolescence? They only give you a one-year warranty on all their products, too. That's another thing that's annoying. It's like you're spending $600 on... Like, let's say you got the 48 port. That's a $600 switch. You can buy support. Like, what, extended warranties? Something like that. There's a Unify Elite thing you can pay for, and there's an option in your... It's an appliance, though. It's not... Software. It's not like a phone. Like, I understand with the iPhone, like, it only has a one-year warranty because it's used so much on a daily basis that there's an expectation that it's not going to really... I mean, there's an expectation that it'll last, but there, they, there's a, a, a reasonable... Uh, what do they call it? Reasonable doubt that it's going to last long, you know? Whereas it's an appliance... It would increase the cost. An appliance just sits there, and it, it's, there's no moving parts other than the fans that keep it cool. That was loud. Nobody can hear it but you. The noise gate. Thought you were getting attacked. It sounded like a A10 warthog, just like. <laughs> it was just a motorcycle that nobody knows what you're referring to. <laughs> Think of A10 warthog. That's what I just heard. Okay. Um. What was I talking about? Oh yeah, the switch is overheating. So. I don't know. I like Unify stuff a lot, but some of my faith in the longevity of their products has been kind of um, my faith in a lot of their products, at least lasting, has taken a huge hit. Because I think I told you about that forty-eight port switch that like half of the NICs stopped uh, transmitting data. Yeah, it's bizarre. They approved that RMA, by the way. We're getting a replacement. That's good. So that happened less than a year. When you're spending that kind of money on a switch like that, that's not good. Well, you could spend five grand on a switch from Cisco. Cisco, yeah, but that—that's because those they price out. They're they they only sell to like business like uh, server farms, really. So that kind of stuff. With too much money. It's like they're like they're like IBM of network equipment. Like their stuff is very tailored. Whereas Unify, it's like enterprise stuff, but they're they try and like break into the home user as like area as well. Their stuff's very affordable. It's weird. And then all of their chat support is free. Forever. It's affordable, but it's it's affordable, but if it breaks, it's not. But they so have free you, chat support for a product that's basically unfathomable for the normal human networking equipment so they have people just helping retards like me i'm pretty sure if you bought a working if you bought a five thousand dollar switch from cisco they'll have free 
tech support on that for at least a year. No way. There won't be any free RMA service, but there'll be a, a free contact line, like a chat or if you want to see that's all you get with Unify. Unify is just a chat session. You're talking to some fucking India. You're not talking to a live body in the United States when you're talking to them. If you're dealing with a Cisco product, you're talking to a CCNP or a CCENT, and you're paying anywhere from a hundred grand for that employee to like two hundred grand. And the CCENTs, I don't even think you can hire them full time. Like they might work for an internet backup backbone full time. You're talking about on site support though. Remote. You can no, hire. You're not paying you can, them that much. Oh, you can hire a CCENT to set up your router. You contract. You contract with them through uh, Cisco, I think, through their like support network or something. And I don't know. You pay them thousands of dollars to do some simple configuration. That's just a one-off thing. And the ubiquity guys—they're not going to do it for you, but they have people that you can chat any time of the day. And that's free, which is really impressive, suspiciously cheap. And then all of the controller software, like the Unify controller for the software-defined networking, the they have a fucking LED controller now for Unify LED lights for like an office building where you replace all the CFLs with LEDs. All of those would be PoE powered on those switches that apparently burn out in less than a year. Um... The controller software for that's free. All the applications in the app store that interact with their controllers is free. Hmm. Well, I still like their products, so I'm going to keep buying their shit. By the way, I just took a shot of a 46-year-old whiskey. Yeah? Did it put hair on your balls? It's a Crown Royal from 1972. Unboxed. What? Yeah. Where'd you get that? My mom went to a party in uh, Newport, like Newport Beach, Laguna Beach border, and this guy had a like a collection of alcohol that he's like had his whole life, and he wanted to get rid of it because I guess he stopped drinking. Wow. Here, you take this box. You take this box. Nineteen seventy-three. Seventy-two. Brown Royal. The bottle looks exactly the same. There's a bunch of uh, Chinese counterfeit alcohol, by the way. It's very good. It's uh, It looks like it's from 1972. Masterofmalt.com. Their site's really slow. Hmm. It's almost sweet. I'm just going to use the Google cash. Yeah. That didn't work weird i can't get to the site i hate that i'm on you... right now really yeah master of malt.com firefox though are you on chrome yeah that wouldn't matter i have a problem accessing certain websites with chrome 500 internal server errors so their site's down i'm on their site browsing right now <laughs> well i just got a 500 from their <laughs> server <laughs> Okay, the site resolves now. It works. Um, oh, yeah. So, I'm kind of in a predicament right now. I don't know if I should wait and go with my original plan and get a 10R, iPhone 10R, 
or I should upgrade now to a 10s while I could still get the most money possible for my phone. I could always go private party and sell my phone and get more, but I don't really want to wait on that. And then the other thing is, is that how are they going to do the, t the, the pre-orders for the 10R? Because it actually launches on the 19th. So does, what does that mean? Like five days before they're going to open up orders? And how does that work through the carrier? Do they do the same? Like when you pre-ordered your, I'm guessing you pre-ordered your 10S. Yeah, when which you, didn't fucking help because they didn't give it to me for like a week later. It got held yeah. up in China. They're probably putting one of those little hardware implants in there. I think that the carriers get the second batch, whereas Apple, people that finance through Apple get the first batch. Well, I got it through Apple and the Apple Store app. Oh, I thought you bought it through AT&T. Uh, it was all linked up with their the AT&T shit. Okay. I usually get my phones through Best Buy, but they're not giving you shit for trade-ins anymore, so I'm not going to go through them this time around. I, uh, I don't know. It's a $10 a month difference if you're financing the phone from uh, between the 10R and the uh the 10S. So I'm I'm trying to justify in my mind whether or not it's better off going with a 10S for 10 bucks more a month. It looks like that uh Crown Royal 1972 is anywhere between 150 to 200 bucks. Sounds about right. It's really good. Oh, yeah, flip a coin for the phone. You can just well, wait and save the money. I don't want to get fucked, though. I, like, if pre-orders go to. up for the, ten, the 10R, though, Mike, I think that's going to have a higher demand than the 10S will. Okay. And so if I wait until the 10R comes out, and then, oh, yeah, they don't have the promotion anymore for the trading credit on the 10S at that point. Possible. What color did you get? Uh, the white slash silver. About the, I like the gold. You're gonna like it because it has this. There's like this uh, quality to the gold that you can't really put your finger on. Some people call it brown. Some people call it pink. I like brown. I don't like pink. Just depends on the lighting. And then if your case, uh, well, your case isn't gonna line it up perfectly around the edges of everything. So you're gonna get a glimmer of that gold through. The holes in your case it looks really cool because hmm. the sides of mine are all silver so i get this cool like jewelry like silver glimmering through the side it's their first black and gold device i remember talking about it on on this show saying how i wish they had a black and gold iphone and you made fun of me and said that it was like some 70s retro thing and look, would look terrible 80s or 80s yeah I think yeah. it's 70s when I think of black and gold. Well, I think like American Psycho and old Sony equipment from the 80s. <laughs> like a Sony stereo with like little gold shiny bits all over it. Accents all over it, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> funny. Well, I don't know. Maybe I'll go with this. I'm thinking about liquidating all of my uh, crypto too. Everybody... Buy some cryptocurrency now or as soon as Nate sells.
because you know that's the bottom of the market and the I best time feeling, to buy. I have a feeling that because the big drop was around this time last year when it went way down and we got an election coming up and depending on which side wins, I think that's going to affect whether it goes up or down. And the side that I think is going to win is going to make it go down. Remember, you heard it here. Nate's selling. It's time to buy. If Nate doesn't sell. The time sell, to buy was a year and a half ago. It hasn't, it's all it's done is gone down since then. Dollar cost averaging. <laughs> There's nothing I can do to placate your fears. Well, if I liquidate my crypto, that takes a big chunk out of getting a new phone. So I'm, I haven't done it yet. It's just something I'm contemplating. Well, you haven't realized your losses yet. I'm sure it's worth half as much as you put in. The problem is that what I've got is not enough. I've got a little bit in Ethereum and the majority of it's in Litecoin. And Litecoin is the one that hasn't really done shit in over a year or almost a year. Let's see. Ethereum has been more volatile. And then yeah, they what have good Ethereum, does that do you? Ethereum Classic which I didn't, I don't have any, I know that was a fork. So when, uh, Bitcoin cash forked from Bitcoin, everyone that had Bitcoin automatically got Bitcoin cash, but that wasn't the case for Ethereum when it went to Ethereum, when they had Ethereum classic, because that's not an actual fork, is it? It's just another version of Ethereum. I don't have a fucking clue. Ethereum's the, the odd duckling out of all of them, because it's based on some different, calculation yeah it's used for a lot of other things and if you go to the bottom like in the coinbase app there's discover more assets all of or a lot of these actually i don't think tether and xrp is well okay let me rephrase that maybe interesting what i was going to say was that i think all of these are built on ethereum tokens but i don't think any of these are Can you see them? There's like 10 other cryptocurrencies. In the app? Yeah. I'm opening it one. Which tab is it? Uh, prices. Oh, see more assets. I see. Okay. Yeah, these are just not available on Coinbase. Okay, so XRP's down. What's Monero? I've never heard of that one. 113 i've it's heard of dash used by a lot of uh cryptographic hij hijackers basically sites will put a little piece of javascript that mines cryptocurrency monero oh uh, those faggots yeah so like if you're looking at a porn site the reason your cpu is pegged and your laptop's getting hot is because it's probably mining monero on one cpu core at 100 percent Damn, Maker, Maker is at 528. Look at the spike on that one. Maker. Wow, its peak was 1654. Well, I have not heard of that one. 
Market size is three hundred eighty-five million. Oh, it's an Ethereum token. Yeah, uh, Ethereum tokens are pretty cool. I don't fully recall what my discussion was about it, but I talked to somebody about it. They explained that you could, anybody can create their own Ethereum token, and then you could use them as... You can ride along Ethereum's blockchain, I guess, and use the to and and somehow utilize the token system for like anything you want. Um, I don't know, bathroom passes at a school or something, any kind of weird thing that you would want them for. So, what uh, exchange would you be using to do these other ones, like I, I, Iota? Yeah, I don't know. You could transfer all of your, you could transfer it with uh, Shapeshifter or Shapeshift IO. Let's see, Shapeshift, yeah, Shapeshift.io. And if there, if there's a cryptocurrency that you're trying to shift your currency to, it's going to cut a two percent fee, and they have to have a certain amount of it. In stock. So if it's not available, just wait an hour and it might be there. Mm -hmm. But if all of the exchanges are flowing one way, you're unlikely to get that restocked anytime soon. Hmm. The site ended up loading, by the way. I don't know what the deal was. Master of Malt. Hmm. All right, let's get out of here. Alrighty. Bringyourwallet.com slash donate to share the show and support the show. Bringyourwallet.com slash contact for feedback and suggestions and click the Threema link. Download Threema. Send messages. See you next week. Sayonara.